1: So, lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your Nerd Alert. Hello there. It's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all the podcasts. And welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert uh, that, depending when this gets posted, may in fact be the first Nerd Alert of 2022. Uh, so, welcome back. Hope everyone had a great holiday. Uh, Hope everyone had a a good time celebrating bringing the new year. Hope National Hangover Day wasn't too rough for you. We're going to ease things in uh, this first episode back, and we're going to talk about a really fun topic for us. It's kind of a look back, but it's one of the topics uh, that uh, it's it's a class of topic. We always try to talk about more on the show and and, and, uh, try to work in as much as we can. It's going to show off the expertise of my co-host this week, my co-host every week, my right hand man, the man who keeps the nerd in the Tot nerdy to me network, the only host of the fastest growing show on the top nerdy to me network, uh, House Rules, ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott.
0: So, I, I I know you do it just just to just to tease me, but I, I do have to preface: I am not the only host of House Rules. There there are many of us. You i've been a host
1: no no Uh, no 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 no. sir sir, you do the intro and you host the episode you have guests on to talk about that topic with you but you sir are the host no
0: no no no. it is a collaborative effort amongst a bunch of
1: people Uh uh-huh who edits all the episodes
0: that would be a collaborative effort too oh okay yeah i i totally send it around
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyway right anyway welcome scott
0: talking about nerdy stuff hey something something came across my feed which i found very very fun
1: um and and
0: actually um so prohibition back in the 20s when alcohol was illegal uh, and it created a whole whole uh industry sorry unless
1: you had a prescription from your doctor
0: unless you had a prescription or you were a member of a private club that had purchased enough alcohol to see them through the entirety of prohibition prior to prohibition but that's
1: another it was story 11 years 12 years something like that
0: yeah but if i was to talk to you if i was to talk to you about uh you know uh federal agents during mm-hmm. prohibition mm-hmm. treasury uh, treasury agents and such who who looked for illegal alcohol and and all that good stuff during prohibition what's the one name that comes to mind elliot ness Elliot Ness, and I think this is a travesty.
1: Sorry, I meant Kevin Costner, sorry.
0: That too. Um, Elliot Ness kind of became popularized through uh, The Untouchables, starring Robert Stack, during the, what was it, 60s, 50s, something like that?
1: I don't know. Uh, Untouchables, to me, is a movie from the 80s, well, late 80s, early 90s.
0: Which is a great movie. It's a wonderful movie, but you really should see some of the Robert Stack stuff. Um, uh, however, I found somebody else, actually a couple of people, but there's a gentleman named Isidore Izzy Einstein and his partner, Mo Smith. They were United States federal police officers, agents of the U.S. Prohibition Unit who achieved the most arrests and convictions during the first year's a prohibition from 1920 to 1925. They were known nationally for successfully uh, exploding illegal speakeasies. uh, And for using disguises in their work together, uh, 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 across their five years uh, with the unit, they made 4,932 arrests. Total and the reason this came across my feed is because apparently uh, Izzy Einstein, which, first of all, I love the name Isidore.
1: I was going to say, those names alone, they should have their own buddy cop TV show. They
0: should. Einstein and Smith um, had bragged during his time with the unit that he could find liquor in any city in under 30 minutes. Now, in Chicago, it took him 21 minutes from arriving in the city to finding liquor in atlanta it took him 17 minutes pittsburgh took him 11 minutes but new orleans set the record Uh uh-oh what would you guess the record
1: was fastest time or longest time? fastest time five minutes you're close oh okay
0: but only because there's nobody else to compare against. So, uh, (laughs) 35 seconds. Wow. 35 seconds. Apparently, Einstein asked his taxi driver, after arriving in the city, where to get a drink, and the driver handed him one. (laughs) Ha!
1: Without service.
0: (laughs) telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Just looking at these guys, uh, why there's not a movie made about these guys i have no idea but i am definitely planning on looking into these guys because i want to do something with them i want to put them in a call of cthulhu module i want to <laughs> i want to make a comic about them i i want to do something but yeah
1: they yeah, they are
0: awesome yeah i, I think my door is here i'm not sure <laughs>
1: we'll pause go ahead
0: uh g- give me just a second
1: yeah, yeah go ahead i'm absolutely leaving this in
0: so anyway, yeah, uh, the, the, that's where I was with uh, with with Izzy, Isidore, Izzy Einstein and Mo W. Smith. Izzy and Moe.
1: Izzy and Mo. Yeah, these guys toast are. Up. To Izzy and Mo. We will have a drink. <laughs> <Izzy> <laughs> and Still my favorite line from the Untouchables. Which was? Uh, at the very end. Uh, so didn't you hear they're going to appeal for a prohibition? What are you going to do about that? I don't think I'll have a drink.
0: You know, I've heard that that was based off of a real, supposedly something that um, Elliot Ness actually said, but I
1: haven't been able to confirm it. Um, Well, Scott, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. So whether it actually happened or not, it's a great line. This is very
0: true. But if you actually look at Elliot Nes's like later life after he achieved fame from you know the whole uh, Chicago uh, Al Capone thing,
1: uh-huh. he
0: did not have a good end at all. Like he really had a tragic life after that the the whole Chicago thing. It, it wasn't good for him.
1: Well, We'll have a drink anyway. Yes. Uh, it, but yeah, sorry. No, thank you, thank you for that. Now we know the fastest time (laughs) a Prohibition officer was able to find booze. Yep. Uh, 35 seconds. You know, you'd be hard to top that even today. (laughs) Uh, God, it's awesome. So, our actual topic today, the thing we're here to talk about, uh, we're going to take a look back. Uh, We're going to take a look back at 2021. Specifically, we're going to take a look back at the games of 2021 mostly what we liked uh we might throw in a few that annoyed us or frustrated us or disappointed us um i have at least one i want to talk about as most improved game of 2021 but we'll get to that we'll get to that uh so first of all scott you want to go ahead and start us out and give us uh one of your favorite games of 2021 uh oh and, and and to preface they aren't necessarily new games in 2021 it just has to be something you discovered in 2021 new to you in 2021 yeah, yeah new 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 to us so so scott discovered this game called battleship <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sorry, go ahead. i mean i mean who, who knew uh,
0: uh all you have to do is call out a letter and a number and and the other person says hit or miss
1: and then uh yeah you just keep going i found this this company called milton bradley you ever heard of them i think 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 they're new um, crap! I forgot the other one. Parker Brothers. Thank you, Parker Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I could not remember at all. Modifius,
0: yeah. Chaosium, yeah. <laughs> <Parker> Brothers. <laughs> Who the hell are
1: they? <laughs> Those hacks. Those filthy casuals. <laughs> I tell you what.
0: Um. So actually, uh, one of the first ones that I, I actually discovered in 2021. Um. Uh, if I can remember what it's called. Uh, I actually just... Yes. Dist- I, I know, I'm sorry. I, I'm horrible <laughs> with names. Like, I can't remember. Um,
1: oh, crap. Uh, wait, one. I gotta look this yeah, up. Yeah, I want so badly to throw out random things and make jokes, but I know that will distract you even further. <laughs> so I'm trying to behave. <laughs>
0: I can't well I have a problem with names. Uh Name there it is. is deception. <laughs> I I was trying to remember the the word I'm like just It
1: was the shit, whole time deception. you even had it under the I, land. I
0: can't remember. <laughs> exactly. Um so I actually just discovered this game um not not too long ago and I and by not too long ago I mean weeks like oh, wow. this month like like December. Um uh but it's from 2014 and it's called Deception Murder in Hong Kong. Ooh. Okay. Um and it's actually a really fun game and I'm I'm currently in the process of of pitching it uh trying to get it into the gaming convention as a large scale party game for uh oh, okay. party um so it plays up to 12 players and it plays in about twenty, maybe thirty minutes, and stuff. Uh, so you you've played uh, Mysterium with me, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, you have like the pictures, and you have to f- try to match them to yeah. the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a a better version of Clue where you have the murderer and and all the players are psychics and the the person running it, uh, the ghost basically has to try and convey to the psychics uh, the the who, what, why, right. of the murder, uh via just just image cards, basically, just mm-hmm. psychedelic, you know, visions. So it's in that same vein, but it's a little different. Um, so all of the players are playing investigators, okay? There was a murder that has happened. Um. And but one of the players is the murderer. Okay. so so think Mysterium combined with werewolf.
1: Now you're talking.
0: Okay. so uh, all of the players who are investigators, one of them is a murderer. They're dealt role cards, so everybody knows what role they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're they're all dealt eight cards. They're dealt eight weapon cards. Or the, the means of the murder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, or I'm sorry, four weapon cards and four clue cards. Okay? Okay. Um, and then each person goes through and they kind of pick, you know, if you're going to be the murderer, you need to pick one weapon and one clue. So, like, let's say, you know, your weapon is a blender. That was the weapon that was used. <laughs> And then, you know, for a clue, you get stuff like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, you get like cigarette ash, or you got uh, balloons, or you've got, um, it could just be in anything. And as okay. the, and, and of course, you're wanting to pick two things that make no sense together, because you're trying to make it as hard as possible for the players to... to 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 guess because that's what you're trying to do is is all the players are trying to guess who the murderer is and which two cards they picked
1: okay okay
0: and uh, so everybody kind of picks and then you you know, you, you get your roll cards and so so then you 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 the the you have the one person who's running it and they're called the uh, inspector general or something I forget what the they're uh, they're lead investigator basically. Okay. So the lead investigator has everybody close their eyes in, in very werewolf kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And once everybody's eyes are closed, he will ask the murderer to open their eyes. And so then, of course, the murderer opens their eyes. And then he asks the murderer, okay, indicate your two cards. How'd you do it and what clue? And the murderer, as quietly as possible, so the other people don't realize who's, you know, moving around, mm-hmm. will indicate which two cards. Okay, and then the, and then he'll say, okay, murderer, close your eyes. So the murderer goes to close their eyes again, and then he has everybody open their eyes. So now the one person who is the murderer has conveyed to the, the senior inspector guy, the person running the game, uh, which two cards they've picked. And now the person running the game has six. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it has six tiles. Okay. okay? that will basically have aspects. So he has the two, there are two that are always the same. Uh, one is where the, where the murder happened, the location of the murder and the method of, of, of death, basically. Okay. And it'll have like six options on these cards. Okay. And then he has four other ones that will have different aspects, like clues left behind or the, Time of day, or just other things that will describe. Okay, and there, once again, on each of these tiles, there's six options. And so, based off of the two cards that the killer indicated, the in the the main inspector, the guy running the game, has to basically um, put a marker on each of these six tiles that that would best convey to to everybody. Who you know, who the murderer is and which two tiles they picked? So you're you're trying to get this information across with very limited information. Okay? okay. Um, and then you'll have a round of discussion. Now, everybody's discussing who they think based off the information they've given. you know, okay, I think this, blah, 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 blah blah. Now we did find we, we've kind of got a we've kind of done, done a house rule limitation of five minutes for the discussion. Otherwise, we just keep discussing forever. So we we we've capped it at five minutes, um, and then after the five minutes, that you'll go around the table and you'll ask everybody, "Do you have a guess? Do you have a guess? Do you have a guess?" So everybody has a badge, and if you have a guess, you turn in your badge because that's the only guess you get for the game. And when you guess, you guess the murderer and the two cards. And the only thing that the person running the game is allowed to say is yes or no. So, like, if you get the murderer right, but you get the two cards wrong, they can't tell you, yes, that's the right murderer, but you got the cards wrong. They can't give you that much information. It's just a yes or a no. Um, and then after you do one round, the the person running it will take one. not there, There's two that have to be locked in, but then there's four that they can look and say, okay, I think this one's kind of tripping you up or it's not giving you any information, so I'm going to discard that. I'm going to draw a new tile and give you new information. Um, and you play three rounds. At the end of three rounds, once everybody has guessed, if they guess it right, of course, then then the inspectors win. If they haven't, then the murderer wins. Uh, and it's it's actually a very, very fun game. Um, and uh, I, I, I've I played several games of it thus far over over this month. And yeah, it's just really fun to play.
1: Well, World of Mysteries is always a fun game. And anytime you can... Change up the uh, I'm trying to think what to, the, the 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 format I guess of of the murder mystery game. uh That's always fun, especially yeah. when you can get involved with it. Like that's that's when they get the most fun. Well, well-
0: I mean, it's it's sort of a semi cooperative <coughs> <coughs> because you know one person is the murderer, so they are uh, compete com- uh, not compete, but they are participating in the discussion. And they're trying to throw, you know, uh, throw it off of them. They're trying to misdirect. Um, but when it comes to cooperative and semi-cooperative games, uh, one of the things that I love in a semi-cooperative or cooperative game is anything that has limited communication rules. I I just love that. I think it's fun as hell, and, and the way this one does it is 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 very good. And uh, so for for next year's gaming convention, you know, we've been looking for something new that we can promote that mm-hmm. can participate a lot of people, right? Right. Um, and uh, for the after party. And uh, I, I really like uh, what's been going on with this. Um, and uh, uh, this one plays up to 12 players. But what I'm thinking for the gaming convention is that if instead of giving a badge to a player, you know,
1: uh-huh.
0: just a badge per player and cards per player, if we give a badge and cards per table.
1: OK, there we you can go play up to 12 tables. Now you're on to something.
0: Um, right now, I'm trying to figure out how to the best way to convey to everybody which tables have which cards, you know, because it's got to mm-hmm. be. Yeah, so I'm looking at that, but we'll we'll see what happens. But but yeah, yeah Deception Murder in Hong Kong 2014, um, published by Jolly Tinkers, uh, uh, and and I, I, that one I don't know off the top of my head. This is the only thing I've seen from them,
1: but yeah. All right, very nice. Uh, I'm going to get the ball rolling. So I'll stick with board games, um, and I will do something new from 2021. And if you are someone who listens to this channel uh, and or listens to House Rules, you've heard uh, this game talked about before. You've certainly heard this company talked about before. I don't think I'm jumping too far outside of my comfort zone here. Um, I've got a buttload of new games in 2021. That's not a complaint. I love it. Uh, The problem is, of those new games, I've gotten to play like none of them. (laughs) Um, So shout outs to Rocketeer, um uh horrified american monsters gargoyles the awakening uh top gun the board game all games i received in 2021 and have not even taken them out of the plastic yet um that's not true. I broke open gargoyles. I want to see the miniatures. That's a lie. Uh, haven't really played them yet. Haven't really read the rule book on them yet. Uh, I, I got a lot of new games uh, last year, but unfortunately, they all kind of came like Scott at the end of the year. And I didn't really have a chance to. I got the games at the same time. Everyone was like separating out to go to stuff with family and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to 2022 to having several game nights uh, and getting them all in the rotation. But. One game uh, that was timed beautifully. Uh, props to Commander Scott. Uh, he gave it to me <laughs> literally, uh, I believe, if, if memory serves correct, as we were packing the car to go to Iowa to see the doc for his wedding. Um, he handed me Alien Fate of the, Fate of the Nostromo from Ravens Rival. Take two. <laughs> he handed me, <laughs> and I'm going to leave the whole first take in there, by the way. Uh, he, he handed me Alien. Fate of the Destroy Mo from uh, Ravensburger Games, which is a company I'm in love with. I've, I've gushed about it multiple times. I will continue to do so. I love this company. I love all their products I've played so far. Uh, I even love their products I've purchased and haven't played yet. Because uh, I asked Whitney, hey, what was your favorite new game? And she goes, well, I would say American Monsters, but we haven't actually played it yet. But I still love it. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> I understand. Um, so Alien Fate of the Destroy Mo. Obviously, it's a um, uh, licensed IP. uh, It's based on the first Alien movie, excuse me, which is one of my favorite favorite movies of all time. Uh, It is uh, so well done, so well crafted. The attention to detail in this game is beautiful. You don't have to be like all their games. You don't have to be a fan of the film to play the game and understand it. But if you are a fan, you will love the attention to detail, all the little the things they've hidden. Um, you play as one of the crew of the Nostromo after the alien has burst out and is amuck somewhere on the ship. Uh, it's a cooperative game. Uh, the crew is all working together to try and survive the alien. At the start of the game, you deal objective cards um when you've completed uh, i think it's three or four objectives or maybe it's an objective per player i forget exactly how it works out when you've completed all your main objectives you then flip over your final objective uh, which dictates what needs to be done to get through that particular scenario it could be anything from setting the self-destruct of the ship to prepping the lifeboat to hunting the alien uh there's a, a whole bunch of different scenarios we've only played a couple of them it's fun it's it's beautifully uh, themed to the film. Um, all the crew members have a special ability unique to them as, as far as what their role is on the ship. Uh, there's a crafting mechanic where you can collect uh, I forget what they call it scrap I think uh, yeah. and for certain amounts of scrap, you can build different items like a motion tracker or a flamethrower uh, or <laughs> and this is this goes to the attention to detail in the game uh the cat box. <laughs> Because they, again, attention to detail, in the midpoint of of the film, when they're trying to track down the alien, one of the first things they say is, okay, someone go grab, you know, there's the fake scare of, they think they have it cornered and it's Jonesy the cat. And someone sends, uh, I think it's Parker off to um, uh, go get the cat. We're not going to keep chasing the cat the whole time. That's built into the game. Um, when you walk into certain rooms or corridors, there are hidden tokens. Sometimes you have to flip, during certain scenarios, you'll have to flip over that token. It could be nothing. It could be the alien. It could be Jonesy. Uh, and if you don't have the cat holder, Jonesy will continue to get cycled through to where Jonesy could have been, be a false alarm. Um, that's the attention to detail this game has that I love, um, is they factored in, if you don't catch the cat, you have to keep chasing the cat. Like they factored that into the game. And i love it um also hey it's very nice for cat lovers uh there's a jump scare built into the box of the game <laughs> uh i don't want to say what it is in case you buy a copy but when you buy a fresh copy and crack that plastic and open up the box there's a jump scare waiting for you just heads up um down to things like the the board you play on is the layout of the nostromo Everything is connected. To get to one part of the ship, you have to go through certain other parts of the ship. There's uh, upper and lower decks you have to climb up and down ladders to get to. Um, literally, if you look, there's an acid stain inside Med Bay that drips down the next two levels exactly like it did in the movie. Like Again, attention to detail in this game is spot on. Um, well, we did have a few gripes about uh, the way the alien is done in the in the game. You can listen to our House Rules episode about that and hear how we've sort of circumvented that. and, and Well, not circumvented, but how we, we've we um, tweaked it a bit uh, so that it, it incorporates the stealth aspect of the alien a little bit more. Um, there's also a lot of stuff we didn't get to play with at all. There's a whole alternate kind of rule set where you use Ash as an NPC in the game uh as an additional obstacle which is a great way to sort of up the difficulty of the game if you had a bunch of friends who played several rounds and you you kind of feel like you've got it down and it's feeling maybe a little too easy you can throw an ash in that rule set uh and add another obstacle for everybody um and the best part of the game is retail you can go find it on the shelf at target right now 35 bucks um there are other games out there like this um like nemesis is very much sort of alien the board game but without the ip um nemesis goes for 150 bucks and don't get me wrong nemesis is fantastic uh but nemesis is very 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 complex has lots of moving pieces lots of different characters lots of different tokens and things it's a very big it's a full box uh this is like a very stripped down bare bones sort of version of that but it still plays really really fun um you get cool minis for all the characters A mini for the alien uh ash is a token um the little cardboard token um which is part of how they keep the price down and i'm fine with that um but i love this game i can't gush about it enough um uh, so my my uh first favorite game that is actually new in 2021 was Fate, alien Fate of the distromo from Ravensburger games
0: you know i i I'll be honest with you. we've played both this one and the uh, another day in the core, yes, um board game from uh, I forget who did that one. so do I now yeah, anyway um i I kind of prefer this one um, there th- there's aspects of both I like, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. I think this one went this the the simple route, you know, yes. Uh, versus the overly complicated miniatures route and very much do i prefer them the the alien <laughs> miniature in this game than the other one
1: well you don't have to assemble this one so it automatically gets a two-star um, upgrade yeah. um aliens another glorious day in the core from uh crap who makes uh, ascendancy scott
0: oh uh gale force 9
1: thank you from gale force 9 um yeah. came out two years ago maybe now maybe it was just a year ago i don't know time is weird 2020 was like three years so um and and again it this game and that game are as different as alien is to aliens and and that's part of what i like about this you see a lot of of games uh most of the time when you're gonna make a game out of the alien franchise you lean into aliens because Space Marines, uh, armor, and weapons, and and drop ships, and, like, there's lots of cool stuff to play with. Not a lot of games jump into Alien because it's a much more stripped-down universe. It's much more survival horror than it is, like, big action. But um, this game captures that feel very, very well of the limited resources um things keep getting thrown at you constantly you know if you come across an alien your best option is probably to run not to stay and fight um glorious day in the core i think does a great job of capturing that uh feel of aliens where you're gonna shoot your way out of the scenario yeah um and i would still love to get together and play a full campaign with somebody because we only sort of play a single scenarios a lot yeah. um but yes that game does have a lot of added you know, there's cards and a deck to manage and, and equipment to juggle. And uh, there's a lot of moving parts to that game. This game, like you said, is a very simplified version. Well, uh, good.
0: And, and you know, Aliens, Another Glorious Day in the core does have the added benefit. It gives you the mechanic where you can blow yourself up.
1: So, I was waiting for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. Once again, I'm I'm not saying the other one's bad. I'm I'm just saying that if we were going to pull out a a quick game, and I want to do something aliens, I would go with this one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The other one is it's involved. It's a it's it's a whole day slash afternoon, you know, commitment to it. It's something you got to plan for.
1: Yes, yeah. This this game and in, in, in most of uh, Ravensburg, and I say most of because I haven't played all of them yet. Um, mm-hmm. You can pull it out, get the game board set up explain the rules and get through a game in in an hour if that uh we played two or three rounds um with jay that night and i I don't think we spent more than like hour and a half two hours playing
0: yeah no it was yeah it was eh, maybe two hours at the outside a little over and we played with a couple of games so
1: at least two Um, and it does have uh, again, we didn't draw it while we were playing, but there is a final scenario where you do have to set the self-destruct on the ship. So, there is a possibility, Scott, that you could blow yourself up uh-huh. in alien alien's this But you could have your cake and blow yourself up, too. Uh, well, so, we'll have to I, stack the deck next time.
0: I, 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 well, I'm fine with
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else you got for me, Coxie?
0: Well... <sighs> So, you know, first of all, when when you originally said you proposed this this topic of of best games that we were introduced to in 2021, I, my brain originally went board games and that was it, just board games. But then you you meant you you made the statement here that you were going to keep it, you know, like I'm going to keep it in board games. And I'm like, "Oh, wait, we had the option of going outside of board, board games." <laughs> because my brain doesn't work that way.
1: And that's fine, Scott. And that's that's Scott. That's why I love doing the show with you is because I say game, and our heads go in different directions. Yeah, which means the show will cover more ground.
0: This is true. But I do have I do have something. Um, so uh, first of all, not not this this round because I'm going to stick with board games on this okay. round. Um. So there was a there was a game that I, kickstarted. Uh, I want to say at the end, sometime in 2020, uh, and it fulfilled in 2021. Um, and and I didn't know anything about it. Uh, the game is called Dice Miner, and I mean minor with an er, not
1: an or. Not as in it's underage.
0: Not as in it's underage. Dice Miner, um, uh, and it's it's it. it, it so it, it hit two of my 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 tick boxes one being dice game and two being dwarves um and it's basically it's uh from atlas games uh one to four players dwarf heroes take turns drafting custom dice from a unique mountain component and so i kickstarted it because it, it was dwarves and dice um And, uh, it's a really fun game if you like dice games, if you like drafting games, if you are into dwarves, then you need to check this game out. Um, because one, the one thing that I I do enjoy about this game is that the resources, so the resources that you have are, are all represented by, uh, dice, um, and you have a 3D mountain that you take all of the dice and you 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 put it like on the, it's like an, in, not, not inverted, but uh, like a inclined tray that you put the dice in. Okay. And so you can draft dice as long, it's kind of like a, a, a mahjong thing as long as they're not locked in. As long as they have at least one side free, you can draft it and if it's below if it's at the bottom of the stack, then the stack drops down Uh, so it's got a really great mechanic for the drafting uh, and everything. It's just uh, it's just all around a really fun game. I've only gotten to play it a couple of times thus far, Um, but I do remember the first time that we played it uh, myself in Houston, who is one of the co hosts of uh, uh, House Rules with me. we literally played through the first round uh, while reading the rules. And so we had no idea what we were trying to accomplish, what we were trying to draft, what, like, what our goals are, because depending on what style of dice it is, you roll those dice and you can reroll and you're trying to lock in different things. And it's almost like a dice deck builder in that, in that regard. But, um, uh, so, like, our first round scoring was, like, really, really low. But after we got to the scoring section, we were like, oh, I get it. That makes a lot more sense. And then so round two, the scoring jumped way up. <laughs> As we knew <laughs> what the hell we were doing. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed this game. This This was a fun one. Uh, I kickstarted it blind just because I like dice games and I like dwarves. Um, but uh but it was it was it was really fun i i i i'm sorry i can't go into more detail right now but it's been a while since i played it and i don't really remember a lot of the details okay. I, just, I just know i liked it um and it was it was very fun and and everybody should should try and check it out
1: well, that's all you need to know
0: oh uh, yeah it was played over three rounds that i do remember um, but yeah very fun game
1: all right uh anyway sorry yeah no it's fine um i'm gonna shift gears then sure go ahead um you might sense a theme with this one for me um i didn't venture too far out of my comfort zone again uh but this is a video game not a board game uh it was one that i was pumped for as soon as i heard it announced because it is a franchise that i absolutely love um and it is a a um game genre that lends itself beautifully to this ip and i was very excited when it finally came out i i peer pressured several of my friends into buying it so i would have someone to play with um and i, I think i'm the only one who really enjoys it very much uh, i'm talking about <clears throat> stop me if you've heard this from me before aliens <laughs> <laughs> fire <laughs> team elite uh for ps4 ps5 and whatever the hell xbox is called now um i think it's also on pc but i don't know i'm not a pc gamer so i don't pay attention to that um <clears throat> it is a three-player co-op survival third-person shooter i'll let that marinade for a second i threw a lot at you there uh essentially what it is you have a three-man fire team you're playing as colonial marines Uh, You are going through various missions. Uh, The game is set up over um, story mode. Anyway, is four uh, story campaigns, each with three sections. The game gives you tons of customized uh, options. You can customize your armor, you can customize your weapons. You can alter your weapons. Uh, it gives you currently, I believe there are six different classes of marine to choose from, um, depending on what your gameplay style is. Um, it features two multiplayer modes so far. Uh, I believe at least one more is coming sometime next year. Um, loads of different enemy types. As soon as you feel like you're getting redundant in, in, in kind of figuring out, oh, okay, this is how to handle this kind of enemy. The game throws a new one at you. Um, what I love about the game most of it, it of all is it's a really fun contemporary alien product. Uh, and what I mean by contemporary is it. Uh, there are other games that have uh, alien and aliens games that have come along. Um, some good, some terrible, some in between. But they all kind of lean either to one movie or the other. And this one, the story. Uh, is attempting to kind of be a little bit of everything. It's trying to, to take a step back and incorporate all that is the alien franchise into one sort of story campaign. So it does start out in tight corridors on a space station. Xenomorphs coming at you exactly what you'd expect. But it does vary up the locations. You have your planet side, you're in ruins, you're on um, engineer ships. It incorporates stuff that was introduced in uh, Alien Covenant Prometheus, stuff like the engineers and um, the they call it the mutagen. I'm used to calling it the accelerant because I'm a nerd who reads the comics. Uh, the black goo stuff uh, is incorporated into there. It, it, it's a lot of, again, the the first campaign is exactly what you expect when you hear Alien games. Oh, okay, we're on a spaceship, tight corridors, uh, it'll seal off the bulkhead all that kind of exactly what you expect but from from the second campaign onward uh it really varies up locations and enemy types and what's going on and um, throws a lot of new stuff at you it has enemies that you know there's like a dozen different variations of xenomorphs some new for the game some retreads of old stuff uh there's an in-game reason for why there are so many different xenomorphs uh just when you feel like you're getting used to those they throw synths at you uh the the robots uh combat synths and just just when you feel like you're getting used to taking down combat synths, they throw crazy mutation shit at you uh which is like if you've ever wanted to hunt the thing as a space marine bam this game's got you covered um And then it really makes the most out of the Colonial Marine IP. It gives you exactly what you'd want if you're a modern gamer. It gives you dozens. I think there's 30, it might be up to 40 now, different weapons you can unlock and and purchase. And each of those has a multitude of mods you can add to them to uh, boost certain uh, attributes. Um, You can... Skin them however you want. There's tons of different colors and shaders and things to, to you know, pimp out your gun, because that's a thing every game has to have now, apparently. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> you can also change up your armor and, and kind of customize your loadout and your look. You can customize your Marine. Um, they even get into classes of Marine, which, as far as I am aware, is the first time any game has attempted to do that. So you've got your gunner, which is like your basic Marine type, uh, you've got Medic, uh, which I still haven't figured out how to use. Uh, the Technician, which is my go-to. Uh, you've got, um, what do they call it, the, the Heavy Gunner. Um, and then they get kind of crazy. You've got a Recon, uh, which you have to play through the campaign to unlock, who's essentially a Sniper, a long-distance Marine. You've got the, oh, I forget what they call it, but you're basically you're a Marine with a giant-ass shield. You're a melee Space Marine. You're a captain um, you. <laughs> say what? You're a Captain American
0: Marine?
1: Yes. Yay! Uh, I, I cannot remember the name, but half these classes. Uh, and then even each of those classes uh, has different special abilities that you can level up in perk. Uh, you have a, a um, I forget what they call it, like a, a, a card, basically. Uh, and the higher up you you level up that class of Marine, the more space on the card you free up to put different perks uh for your marine to to increase your weapon handling or your reload speed or the recharge uh speed for your ability or the duration of your ability or whatever loads of stuff to keep you coming back and interested um and just as a couple weeks ago they've got um there are once you've done completed the campaign all of this can be done by yourself or with two other players as a co- cooperative experience. Once you've done the story modes, uh, you unlock horde mode, which is exactly what it sounds like. You're you're fighting off increasingly difficult hordes of aliens. Um, the harder the level you play that on, the more uh, bigger perks you unlock. They just put out an area defense game. Uh, they call it something else, but essentially it's what it is. is an area defense. You you activate uh, pillars and you have to defend them from waves of xenos. Um, which has both of those have new maps that come with them uh, it's just loads of stuff and they already have uh sort of a road map of where they're going to continue going uh, into 2022 with the game so if you haven't picked it up yet um there's a ton of stuff there to, to dig through and play with and have fun with hopefully you've got some friends that'll jump in with you and, and one thing i do appreciate is uh, it's only a three-man fire team, so if you don't have, you know, so most games four is kind of your default, and and with our group, anyway, getting four can be kind of difficult sometimes, so I was very glad to see okay, okay, just three. Three people, you're a full team, cool go. Um, I've talked a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed this game.
0: <laughs> well, so, uh, you know, playing through this game, uh, now, like you said, th- this isn't really a game that I probably would get just for myself. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, I got it, you know, to play with you and everything, and and I, I enjoy it when we play it together. I don't play it by myself. But one aspect of this game that I do like is is the aspect that you touched on, um, talking about how you outfit your, uh, your your character, um, because it's got the, and I don't know how to describe it either, but it's got like a loadout card that like each each perk and weapon and everything that you do, it has like a physical amount of space and you kind of have to kind of Tetris it in. Yes. You know, uh, to get the most out of your out uh, that I love. I, I think that's, that's actually a pretty neat little mechanic for a video game. Uh, cause most, most games to achieve the same effect, use a point system. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed so many points of whatever perk. Um, but I like this system. Uh, I, I think it's fun. Um, I haven't played the the new uh, what you call it area defense version. Yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played that because I only play it with you and we haven't been on in a while. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's very fun. Um, uh, I especially love the aspect of the game that it, you know if you're playing the game. With, uh, you know, your friends and stuff. Just just run off ahead of them. Just all willy-nilly as quickly as you can. Uh, with no regard for their safety at all or the mission. And trust me, it's the best way to play this game.
1: And now you know why Scott isn't invited to play. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott loves to run ahead and activate all the aliens ahead of him while we're still looking for stuff and clearing out objectives. What? Hey, where'd Scott go? I don't know. Oh, he's out here fighting aliens by himself. Yeah.
0: I'm going to take on everybody, let me tell you.
1: Well, then you need to play as the, uh, what is it called? Uh, whatever, the, the shield one. Uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, no, again, yeah, like they, they really made the most out of, uh, what you could do with a Marine and, uh some people were upset oh there's no single player story mode and yeah there kind of is you can play the entire campaign by yourself it just fills in two bots to take place in your team um and and the story it is it's set roughly 20 years after the events of aliens um and you have to dig a bit to get some of the story i'll admit you do have to go around and talk to some of the npcs on the ship but it does fit into that timeline and it does acknowledge the events of the films and incorporates all kinds of cool stuff um it's there you just have to dig for it a little bit um and that's what i appreciated as someone who's a fan of this franchise overall it's cool to see okay now that the movies are kind of taking a break um let's okay we, we've got a lot of new stuff thrown at us from covenant and, and prometheus let's let's fold that into the dough of of alien and, and see what we can do with that and, and how we can play with that and it makes for some really really cool scenarios um well so there we... mean, personally so you and i come from from
0: very different um places uh when it comes to the alien stuff
1: yes yeah, so you and i remember budapest very differently. <laughs> speaking of which the hell
0: are we going to get to learn what happened in Budapest damn it
1: <laughs> never
0: um, I liked the Prometheus stuff and the engineers a lot but I come from like I said I come from a different place when approaching alien because I'm not as vested in the the whole Nostromo and the the, the other aspect of the story um, i'm fine with going and 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 introducing the engineers and exploring that um and the fact that they they introduce those you know or they they introduce those elements into this game makes me very happy uh so when it comes to people who are fans of the franchise no matter what well, no matter where you come from as a fan of the franchise there's going to be something for yeah and, and i appreciate
1: it well said, so good anyway uh, no thanks so there's my and i promise that is well hold on let me double check yeah that is the last time i'll bring up the alien franchise this episode really are, are you no, sure pretty sure
0: no 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call it audible on this one okay I am because there's there's another alien there's another alien thing that well, you were introduced to in 2021. Now I don't know about favorite or not because we haven't really gotten into it, but uh, there's more aliens from 2021. Apparently, I forgot it. That's okay. I'll bring it up.
1: Okay. Well, you're up. It's not
0: one of my favorites, but I'll bring it up just in the interest of continuity. Um, and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into this uh genre of gaming now that i know we're opening up to more than just uh board games oh
1: yeah i haven't uh, even i i I get what you're coming at now yeah yeah. i haven't even yeah
0: so i'm gonna segue us into
1: role-playing games actually this was gonna be my number one favorite thing of the year really not alien but okay See, now i'm intrigued anyway
0: um so Uh, You know, I play a lot of I play a lot of tabletop games Board games and role-playing games I'm an old-school role-playing gamer And I think I can safely consider myself An old-school role-playing gamer now um, Without um, uh, Pissing off What I would consider Old-school role-playing gamers Um, So This is actually going to lend back to a Kickstarter As well uh, From 2020 are you sensing a theme here? Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of my one of my staples. So I've got I've got kind of these 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 things that I I lean toward. One is dwarves, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is westerns. I like westerns, uh, and the other is um, age of fighting sail. And I know a lot of people aren't going to understand what I say or what I mean when I say age of fighting sail. Um, So if you if you look at sailing ships from the the, the standpoint of prior to diesel engines, prior to steam engines and ships were driven primarily by sail. And if you think about this is like the USS Constitution uh, square rigged sailing vessels, uh, and, and like the, the, the period, you know, um, uh, from, um, uh, basically the civil war prior, um, where you had ships, uh, and navies that were fighting with square rigged, uh, uh, sailing vessels. That's what I mean. Uh, I like naval conflict in the age of sail. Uh, um, And uh, a friend of mine, actually Houston, once again, from uh, Nerd Alert, uh, 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 clued me into a Kickstarter um, for a role-playing game campaign setting and campaign uh, for the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game uh, published by Chaosium, which is uh, currently, I think, in its 7th edition. Um. Uh, for uh, uh, called well, the Kickstarter was called Corsairs of Cthulhu, so mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it's basically uh, pirates and 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 such Cthulhu. Uh, and now I've always been familiar with Cthulhu. And love and H.P. Lovecraft, like most people are, you 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 can't do anything in the nerd world without at least having some exposure to to this, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'd never really like gone down that rabbit hole. Like I hadn't read H.P. Lovecraft or anything until so I saw this and I and, and I literally just fell in love with this and I went all in on this Kickstarter and. So I, I went, I, I've i done everything for this Kickstarter. It's a campaign in a campaign setting for for a game that at uh, at the time I had never played and, and I had no idea anything about it. And so after I backed the Kickstarter, I'm like, well, shit, I should probably learn something about the game. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I've gone fully down the Call of Cthulhu rabbit hole. And so that that's the game that I'm bringing up is Call of Cthulhu. Uh, it's published by Chaosium. It's currently in its seventh edition. Uh, it's wonderful products, and 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 also I've gone down the rabbit hole of, of H.P. Lovecraft. So you know I've I've been reading H.P. Lovecraft. I've been reading his short stories. I've been reading his novellas. Um, uh, I've joined the uh, become a member of the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. Because I love what they do, Um, and I've purchased. uh, Hang on, let me let me get a a actual count here uh, because it's 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 right here next to me. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I've purchased thirteen, fourteen. Sorry, fourteen products from Chaosium now for the Call of Cthulhu role playing game, and I am absolutely in love with the quality of the product. That they get if if you like role-playing games if you're even remotely interested in cthulhu or horror role-playing games in general you can't go wrong with these these, these are well crafted well-made uh game books and everything with uh, it's just the quality is is, is brilliant um uh i started prepping one adventure and I've even gone so far as to actually write and publish on Drive Through RPG uh, a module for Call of Cthulhu, role-playing game. In addition to the Kickstarter that I've got, which hopefully will be fulfilling here soon, all for a game I have yet to actually play. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually played it yet.
1: We did build characters.
0: We built characters. Yes. So I'm I'm currently in the process of prepping horror on the. I'm sorry, horror on the Orient Express. I'll try and get that other syllable in there. Um, um, but I, I'm, I've just fallen in love with the the fact that it's set. You know, classic Cthulhu is set in the 1920s. Uh, you've got the 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 historicity of it all. That there's some underlying element of historical accuracy to just about everything. And, and
1: I just, I absolutely love it. Scott. Yes. Let me just say, and commend you. No one. And I mean, no one falls down a rabbit hole like you do, sir. <laughs> I, appreciate- I have fallen down plenty of rabbit holes. I mean, I, and I, and I am very much a, 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 um, impulsive rabbit hole fall downer. literally, <laughs> Started watching Witcher 2, and by episode 3, I was Amazon shopping for an, uh, a Witcher outfit and piecing together things on uh, medievalcollectibles.com. I'm that kind of person. Whatever I'm watching, it's like, oh, I'm back in cosplay. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Find that. That's the kind of rabbit hole I fall down. You, sir, you. <laughs> you became a lifetime member <laughs> of the HP <laughs> Lovecraft Historical <laughs> Society Specifically, because you enjoy the historicity, which is a word I did not know until you told me it, and when you joined the group of H.P. Lovecraft and like, sir, you, I I (laughs) could. When you fall down a rabbit hole, Scott, you are all in.
0: Well, well, so it leads me back to yeah, you're right. And uh, several years ago. Uh, my my boss at the time, my manager, I had sent him a picture of my Star Trek bar uh, that I have, where I where I had uh, tracked down several bottles that were used, you know, on on the. I forget how we got the subject, but I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here here's a picture of my Star Trek bar bar, which is you know bottles that were found items used in various Star Trek productions that I put together, and literally his response back was. You don't do anything half-assed, do you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Scott only does things whole-assed. Yep.
0: I am very much a whole-assed when it comes to going down rabbit holes. I, I just can't help myself. So, but yeah, Call of Cthulhu, Chaosium... And now that's currently leading into uh, RuneQuest, which is a game I knew existed before and had played, but it never really gotten into until here recently because of the whole Chaosium rabbit hole. But anything Chaosium? Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna back that up. Um, uh, Call of Cthulhu and RuneQuest from Chaosium. Uh, they've got a game called Seventh Sea, and I've just now touched on that. I so I don't know much much about it. Um, but it, but it appeals to my my sailing nature, my age of fighting sail,
1: nah.
0: uh, fetish, I guess maybe. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Call of Cthulhu, highly recommend it. There you go. So anyway.
1: Well, I'm going to jump ahead on my own list, but I'm going to stay kind of on topic with you. Um, And I think I know now what you were talking about earlier, uh, but I haven't even played that or really read through it yet, which is why my mind didn't click on it. Uh, But if we're talking role play games, uh, and this was going to be my back when it was just going to be a, what were your favorite games kind of list. Uh, this was going to be you know, if we were doing that, the ranking the most least to least most to most most thing, um, or whatever we called it <laughs> a few weeks back. Uh, my most most favoritest thing from 2021 involves you, sir. Uh, and it involves uh, a role playing game, yay! Uh, and I don't know the exact name of it, Star Wars the role playing game. Well.
0: Yeah, so, when it comes to role-playing games and um, licensed IPs, um, you've got you know, you got your, your big ones, of course, uh, and, and we're going to go, since you've already mentioned Star Wars, we're going to look at Star Wars and Star Trek, um, I'm going to preface this with both of them, so if you look at Star Wars, the role-playing game, there have been several.
1: What's the version we're playing?
0: playing? Yeah. So the version that we're playing actually is the West End Games D6 Star Wars game. There you go. Yeah. So this is this is the the D6 role playing system. Uh, It was originally published by West End Games um, for their Ghostbusters IP uh, back in 84, it became a little bit revised uh, when they did Ghostbusters International in 89, but in the interim, they had gotten the Star Wars system, or the Star Wars IP, and they had, they, they had uh, ported the D6 uh, role-playing game system over to Star Wars, uh, which eventually went to a second edition from West End Games. It is so beloved. And it's one of my favorite role playing systems of all time uh, that it, it is the the version that we are playing is Star Wars D6 second edition revised and updated. And it, it was actually an online community of about 4000 different, you know, online contributors who took the D6 system and revised it to the current system that we're playing, because West End Games is, is defunct now. It's, it's, it's been out of business for years. Um, and the current version of the Star Wars role-playing game is being published by Fantasy Flight, and that's a proprietary system to them, so it's not the D6 version. But that's what we're playing, is revised and updated, and it's completely online fan community uh, created. But yeah, that, that's what we're playing.
1: So we started this several months ago uh and scott wanted the doc to play some kind of role play game and he very wisely decided that the best way to do that would be to pick something from a um an ip doc was already familiar with um rather than try to introduce him to a whole new world so we we, we picked star wars which was awesome uh we built our characters kind of independently uh and and fed that info to scott scott came up with this kind of campaign and structured for us and Think worked out. Uh, we got to play our first session live, which was beautiful because you know, you, you, someone's, uh, for the doc's first time, you, we wanted it to be special. Um, and let me tell you, from the very start of this game, I think it beautifully set the tone uh, for how every session has gone since. Hmm. So literally, <laughs> Scott sets the scene for us, and it's okay. Your ship comes out of hyperspace. What do you do? um jason's first roll of his first role play game ever <laughs> all he's got to do is you came out of light speed or hyperspeed what <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah rolls a one
0: <laughs> nothing This just it's just, it's just the worst roll you could possibly roll oh god yes
1: which immediately put scott on the uh okay. um okay yeah. this this was not supposed to not um all right no, we can we can. We can now. Let me. Okay. Let, let me roll this. So, so Jason was fired upon, while he as soon as he came out of uh, light speed, uh, and that no, just again that that perfectly set the tempo for how this game has gone, which is uh, <laughs> Scott does a great job running a game. And Scott's ability to just roll with whatever shenanigans we come up with uh, is beautiful. And I, I commend you on that, sir. Uh, because every time you set up and you very clearly have laid out kind of a path and like, okay, here's the obvious thing. You should, you're, you're, you know, here's here's yep. what your character should probably yep. go do now. And then every time you're you're trying to lead us to Zig, we zack. Yep. Uh, <laughs>
0: so... So I've, I, over the years, I've been playing role playing games for a long time. And over the years, I've had a lot of people who have come up in conversation. We we've talked about it and they're like, you know, I've been playing role playing games and I'd like to run a game. I'd like to game. I think I'd like to be a game master. You know, do, do you have any advice for me? And I always say the same thing. And that is the hardest part, the most difficult and challenging part of being a game master is providing your players with the illusion of free will. (laughs) Because, so as a game master, you've got a story that you're trying to tell, you know? You've got a campaign in mind. You've got a story that you're wanting to tell. You want the players to experience this story that you've laid out. But at the same time, you don't want to railroad them. You don't want them to say, oh, you have to go here next you have to do this next you know you've got to you've got to make the players feel like what they're doing is actually mattering and you've got to get that that quid pro quo that back and forth uh is 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 the sweet spot that you have to you have to do so you really have to be able to roll with the punches let the players do what they want and then figure out how to incorporate that into the overall narrative Uh, Because you don't want to just outright tell your players, no, you can't do that. Because there's no fun. And the ultimate goal is for everybody at the table to have fun. Uh, Which I think is why a role-playing game, and in board games in general, tabletop games, that's why we're here. It's just to enjoy the company of the people we're playing with more than anything else. Um, And and I know... uh, you know, Obi John, you you had played D anD D, I think, just fifth edition, right? No, you played fourth edition. Yeah, okay, but you'd only played D anD D up to the point where we played Star Wars, right? Correct. Yeah, uh, and stuff, and and after we got done, in all honesty, uh, you made a statement that uh, <laughs> I consider a a. A magnificent compliment, uh, and and, and it, it it stuck with me even even to It'll probably stick with me forever Um after we got done with that first in-person session of Star Wars You know, uh where we played And uh you had made the statement that 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 was the most fun you'd had playing a role-playing game to that point If I remember correctly
1: uh, I don't remember saying that, but it sounds like it because seriously, <laughs> every session of this game has been great. And it's it's, um, partially because I'm playing with my best friends, which always makes it more fun. Uh,, <laughs> uh I think Jay is having fun sort of getting into character. um, and and I'm I'm trying to help him kind of to lead with that that headspace of, okay, we're we're playing the game now but you're not you you're your character so how would your character react to this and yeah. the back and forth he and i have in our in character it, it takes me back to like our old school high school improv team days of just mercilessly giving each other shit um but it's it, it's fun because we, we he and i naturally come at problems from different angles and it's been fun to have that uh, interplay and and Jeremiah getting worked in has, has been uh, a really fun he's he's his character has um definitely I was a little worried about me and Jay having a lot of repeat uh ass uh, attributes for our characters and it it was funny when I was talking to Scott about so here's what I'm thinking for my character and Scott just start chuckling like what he goes, eh, you and you and Jason are gonna think a lot alike. Um because we did have some similar character traits. Yeah. But um but again the reason this has been so much fun is is um scott's done a really good job of of crashing the story and, and and keeping it simple enough that even though it's been months since we've played we can jump back into it okay that, that's where we were. okay let's go i got it we got it um and and making it fun enough and <laughs> even though there are times when it's like okay Here's the thing you should probably go do, See look at how's all these lights pointing to it and arrows, and there's a big sign with glitter that says this is yeah, go this way though. Uh, Scott seamlessly just rolls with it. okay. Um, you know, the <laughs> I think my character at one point ended up um trying to stow away on an imperial armored cruiser when i was supposed to (laughs) distract some other distract them from getting on the thing and i let them get on the thing and then tried to hitch a ride on it like i was marty McFly with a skateboard Mm -hmm. um and scott just lets you go with it and i love that you're just like all right sure go for it let's do it (laughs) um Uh and and oh. I've, yeah i've gotten into quite a few pickles uh and and you know my 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 teammate my uh, my whatever you want to call it, my party member has has gotten me into a few uh, tight pickles um but well it's been fun so there's a couple of caveats to
0: this uh one is uh when it comes to your characters and you all made characters that were very similar i'm i'm going to I'm gonna be honest with you here. There's an aspect of Jay's character that I'm downplaying, oh, and I'm upplaying on yours, oh, because I kind of want Jay, and I don't know if he's gonna listen to this episode or not. And if you do, Jay, I'm sorry, but
1: uh, <laughs> spoilers for your own role. Spoilers for your
0: own character. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of wanting him to forget about this aspect of his character.
1: And I that think is I know what you're talking about. yeah,
0: you both made characters that were force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Because and I understand, I get it. Uh, you know, you're playing Star Wars, you, you immediately think Jedi. That's what you think.
1: Well, and I, I kind of leaned into that because just from talking to Jay and knowing him, I figured he would go a different route. Like when he first said, "I think I'm gonna be a Mandalorian." I'm like, okay, I know exactly what Jay is gonna do. Yeah. He's gonna be a big armored. Yeah. He, he's essentially gonna be uh, um, uh, a barbarian from D and D, but with Star yeah. Wars armor. Like, exactly. okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I get that. And, so yeah. so he opted to make his character force sensitive as well, and that's fine. He he can, and and but I'm I'm kind of downplaying that with with when I'm when I'm doing his stuff, and I'm upplaying it with you. Um, because I'm trying to get you kind of into some more. Uh, I, I'm trying to develop characters and not you know game mechanics. Right. Um. Uh, and, and that's fine. As far as, you know, Jeremiah coming into it, uh, to be honest, when Jeremiah was making his character, I actually said, can can you not make him force sensitive? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I kind of I kind of need some help in this in this area. And that's fine. That's the way games work. Um, But as far as the way you all play off of each other, my favorite moment in this game thus far is when you all were in the bar and you were trying to to make contact (laughs) with the people and there was the guy that left the bar and you were going to follow him, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you and Jay literally got into like a 15-minute debate on who was going to follow the guy. (laughs) So I just let the guy keep walking. Like, literally, by the time you all had, had, had done... I'm like, okay, you all have figured this out. You look up, you, the guy's nowhere to be seen.
1: Yeah, we, <laughs> we both home. need to do a better job of remembering uh, uh, in-game time <laughs> and real time.
0: And it's it's also, t- to be honest, when it comes to end game time versus real time, it's subjective and in, it, it's somewhat up to the game master because in this instance, I let game time and real time run concurrently. Whereas Take you care. all were debating and in your heads in your heads, I know you all were thinking that, that game time had stopped. <laughs> but I, in my head I'm like, no, this is fucking going.
1: <laughs> like, no, I'm not gonna waste time having you follow something that's not important, John. Uh, I, no, I think <laughs> The one trait I, I am enjoying playing up and I have a feeling I will continue to the entire time we're playing these characters is anytime Jay has an idea uh, or has like you know is is trying to come up with a game plan and tells my character to, to do something I love to <laughs> you're not my boss <laughs> I don't work for you <laughs> because no matter what every time that happens his response <sighs> could you please go do the thing like (laughs) it it happens every time and i will not let it go yeah uh because i think jeremiah even picked up on that when his character first met up with it's like hey your boss is no that's not my boss i don't work for him
0: (laughs) yeah that was that was fun um right now the biggest thing that i'm having a problem with when it comes to character interaction and stuff is the fact that apparently Jeremiah is a better pilot of Jay's ship than Jay is. I love that. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to bring that going forward. Cause, cause Jeremiah got stuck piloting the ship during your all's escape from the, the, the current planet you were on. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, and the fact that, uh, Jeremiah is your all's bounty and you all haven't discussed that yet. <laughs>
1: Well prank it open, it's important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like what is what's going on with it, uh, and I'm eager to get back to it. We haven't had a chance to play in a while because uh, well, cons and, wife, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And 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 Jay's been in his hunting season,
1: so that stupid honeymoon and the whole, oh, I have a wife now thing. Yeah. Ugh, it's terrible. Um no, it's been really, really fun and and like I said, the This was my number one Uh, of all the games I have played this year. This is, this is, and continues to be my favorite. Uh, I think it's, it's it's, granted. I don't have a lot of RPG experience, but it is the most fun, consistently fun RPG I've ever had. Um, I don't feel like there's a weak link in the bunch. And, and I very much look forward to continue playing.
0: Well, you know, that, that makes me very happy because I'm always very self-conscious when I run a game. Um, I I, I I don't know, I just I don't feel like I do a very good job uh, of telling stories and running games, even though I love them so
1: much. Scott, you are doing a fantastic job.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. and 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 also, I would really like i I want to um, uh, I want to, uh, I don't know how to say it, um, increase the the breadth of your role playing experience. And stuff. I'm, I'm because, game
1: for whatever, man. Well, like, <laughs> the problem we always have is time.
0: Time, yeah, I know. Um, well, and the fact that after we got done playing, it, it, it actually it, it hurts me a little bit. After we got done playing that first in-person session with Jay, you know, you, myself, and Jay went out. Uh, we 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 went to a local game store. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jay wanted to buy his own dice. He wanted mm-hmm. he wanted his own dice set. You know, and he picked out a dice, a, a set of dice that he liked. And I promptly took them from him.
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> I <laughs> remember did. that.
0: And, and, and he didn't know what was going on. And and when we got done with our browsing, you know, I, I bought his dice. And the reason I bought his dice is because, in my opinion, in my experience, when you are introduced to role-playing game, the person who introduces you, which probably is, is, is more than likely your game master, mm-hmm. uh, provides you with your first dice set, either by buying it or by giving it to you from their own personal collection, which is how I got into it. Jeremiah gave me my first dice set when you're introduced to, a, to to the world of role-playing games, you should not buy your first dice set. And so I bought Jay his first dice set, and then you had made the statement that that didn't happen for you. And that makes me sad. <laughs> it really does. <clears throat> and I don't know how to rectify it. I've been uh, thinking about it, but I don't know how to rectify it.
1: Scott. No, uh, the first time i ever played D D was with koran and his group um and i think i borrowed someone's dice and it was they've been playing for years uh i made a character that night i didn't really know what i was doing um and i the group was like six or seven people so we played for like four hours, and I think I maybe had like two or three turns. And I was like, okay, this is this is interesting. Like I I, I don't I don't hate this, but it, it feels a bit clunky and whatnot. And it was, it was a couple years later when uh, uh, me and uh, Adam and Jared decided to get a, a campaign going with uh, the group. Uh, we, we were all hanging out with at the time because there were only a few of us that had done any of that, so there were a bunch of noobs. And that's when I fell down the rabbit hole of of dice and die boxes and uh, game mats and all the all the uh, fun toys and the uh, <clears throat> the accoutrement that yeah, come accoutrement. with uh, <laughs> yeah, with role play games. Um, so no, Scott, there's no way to go back in time um, and and <laughs> buy me my first set of dice. And at this point, I don't need any new dice.
0: I know. Uh, I know, but, I, but at the same time, you know, once again, I'm very sorry that, that, that didn't happen. You know, it hey. just, it makes me sad.
1: Hey, don't be, don't feel sad, Scott. Just, just make more games.
0: I will make more games and I will, I will continue to, to, to endeavor to, to make your role-playing experience as well as it can be.
1: No, I've, I've loved every minute of it and, um. I'm going to go ahead and jump on. Well, not jump off, but I'm going to, what I think you were hinting at earlier is, uh, yeah. there is another role play game, uh, that came out a couple of years ago and I finally tracked down a copy of the, the rule book. Um, and I think I thumbed through it once and then was like, here, Scott, read this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that is alien RPG, yeah. um, which incorporates all aspects of the alien IP. Uh, so I broke my promise. I'm talking about alien again. um, it, it looks awesome.
0: One, I think it was this year it came out,
1: right? Was it? I, I, no, I'm pretty sure it was 2020. Because I remember Damn. hearing, I remember at least seeing it uh, during lockdown and trying to find a copy because I went to a couple different stores and I think D20 was like, no, I see it listed, but I can't order it. So yeah, it was, it was for a while, it was a thing I didn't, wasn't even entirely sure it existed. Yeah. And then I believe like, I drunkenly ordered it from a website at a bar mm-hmm. one day because i finally found a copy
0: well it's the new one and 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 i'm thinking there may have been earlier versions but the the um, most recent one hang on, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm
1: sure there were yeah this ip has been around long enough i'm sure someone else has yeah. taken a shot at it <clears throat> um but it has both like most rpgs do you, you get the book you, you can create your own campaign but it also has, I think it calls it like cinematic mode or something, um, where you can use preset characters in uh, pre-programmed scenarios uh, and, and play it out more like you're a character in a movie. Um, that's how they they pitch it. Um, <clears throat> haven't played any of it yet. Uh, Scott got me the starter kit for my birthday, Christmas, whatever it was. Um, uh, so I've got all the stuff to go with it. We just haven't actually played it yet.
0: Actually, what I got you wasn't the starter box.
1: What would you get me?
0: So, so you had the main book right you bought the main book what I bought you was the first box set campaign setting that's what I meant and campaign for you I, I didn't buy you the starter set but uh, I could get you the starter set if you <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, anything that promotes you know RPGs and stuff I'm all in uh, and it looks like the current version of the alien role-playing game is done by modifius. Oh. Um. Which? Hang on. I'm really curious now. Um. Because uh, Modiphius does the 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 Star Trek Adventures game, which I've got. I think everything to date for it. Um. And they've done the Fallout game, which I have the main book for. Um. They have the 2d20 system, but I don't remember this being the 2d20 system. Hang on. I'm 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 still looking at, some, but yeah, Modiphius right, is the current. Scott,
1: one. talk to the audience. I want to go dig get my book
0: talk to the audience I don't know if I can talk to the audience I mean they don't really give me feedback um so looking at um, I mean when when it comes to modifius uh, once again they've got their 2d20 system and uh um, uh it's a really it's a really great system th- that I think and, and the aspect and I don't know if this is an alien or in, uh, if it Yocatan's over to alien or not but in star trek adventures one of the things that i love about the 2d20 system is that so you have your main characters like you know the captain or the chief engineer or the the helmsman or whatever but if you're in a if you're in a scene where the uh like like let's say i'm playing the the chief engineer and you're playing the helmsman or whatever uh, the Sulu of the character, and 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 it's a scene that that's focused on you, but my character really doesn't uh, enter into it. They have a mechanic in it where I can create an on-the-fly, like NPC character, like a minor character that you know just real real quick that I can be in the scene, and if I really like the character, I can come back to it later, or I can get rid of it. And I love that mechanic. It's a wonderful, wonderful mechanic uh, of of the game. Um, and I'm trying to. I'm still trying to find out if if Alien is a two D twenty system or not.
1: Scott, uh, the book yeah. says Free League. Free League. Uh. Uh, this is the third printing from 2020. Hang on, so I'm
0: on Modiphius's site now, and it is showing Alien products, but it's not showing it under uh, 2d20 Alien RPG. So I don't think it's their 2D, 2d20 system. I think it's a different system, and I don't. I haven't read enough of it, so I don't know exactly what it is. But it is published by Modiphius. And they make great products, too. So, yeah. This is the official Alien tabletop role-playing game.
1: Uh, It does sound like it's a 2D system. Uh, Two types of custom six-sided dice for this game, which I don't think I have. Yes, I don't think
0: it's their 2D20 system. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm on their website and I look at under 2d20 RPGs and Alien is not not listed. I look under role playing games, sci fi, of course, Alien is listed, but yeah, I don't think it's 2d20.
1: Nope, six-sided die.
0: Yeah, it's all d6s. Yep. Interesting. I didn't realize Modiphius was publishing this. There
1: you go. Oh, well, yeah. Anyway, apparently I need to go buy dice for this game. So there. uh, Yeah, again, haven't played it yet. It looks awesome. Uh, The one I'm talking about is Alien uh, from Free League. Alien, the role-playing game. Uh, Which, again, incorporates everything from every corner of the Alien IP. Um, So, whatever movie you're a fan of, it's got something for you. It looks really awesome. There's tons of cool character um, classes you can build. so yes. someday we'll dig into all
0: that. And I'm looking forward to playing that campaign box set. Just saying.
1: Yeah, no, we need to do that.
0: Yeah. Pl- that Once again, I'm looking forward to playing it, not running it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you can keep saying that, but you're uh, <laughs> running a campaign sounds terrible. Oh, uh, right. Maybe maybe when Jay comes to visit the summer, we'll break it out. Um, yeah. I think that covers everything I have. I know I have one more thing to talk about, but all right. I'll let you go first. Well, so I've got I've got one
0: other thing that I would really like to to, to give a shout out to for twenty twenty one. My most favorite game from twenty twenty one. So it's a game that was on Kickstarter. Uh, I think in 2020, I'm not sure, because I did not back it on Kickstarter. I was told about it after the Kickstarter ended. Okay? Okay. And I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. And at the local Lexington Gaming Convention, Lexicon, 2020, was 21, yeah. Um, there was a vendor that actually had this game. I was walking around the vendor hall and it just just making my rounds, just checking in with everybody, making sure everybody had everything they needed. You know, mm-hmm. and I came across this, this vendor who was all historical board games. And I was chatting with him and I happened to look down and he had this game on his table. And I'm like, holy shit, I, I want it. Now, I don't care. Fuck. Give it. Give me this game. <laughs> Cuz I didn't get into the Kickstarter and, and stuff. I found out about it, you know, well after the Kickstarter had 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 ended and fulfilled. It's a game called USS Laffy, Laffey. L A F F E Y. The ship that would not die. So, first of all, I love anything to do with ships. And I love anything to do with actual history. I love uh, historical board games and such. So a game designed by Mike Haim. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Published by Catastrophe Games in 2021. It is a single player roll and write game. About the U.S. naval ship the U.S. is laughing. So in World War II. The USS Laffey was a destroyer, which was on picket duty um, off of uh, uh, the coast of Korea. And it was attacked by 30 Japanese planes, including Kamikaze planes. 30 planes attacked this ship. And it did not go down. She won the day. She survived the fight. And she is currently, I forget where she's more at. of course, she's retired. She's the museum ship now. Um, I think she's in West Virginia, but I'm not sure. Um. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a solo damage control game as you fight to keep your World War II destroyer afloat. And I absolutely love this game. Um, so, if you buy the game, the game comes with two pads of paper. Um, one is the aft portion of the ship, one is the forward portion of the ship, and uh, I just can't say enough good things about this game. So, you, you have your, your 30 Japanese planes. Which each plane deals a specific type and amount of damage to the ship. And each round, you have damage control teams that you assign to different compartments of the ship, which give you bonuses. Um, And then you you randomly roll which um, um, compartment of the ship is attacked. And then you transfer the damage from the the plane to the ship. You can have either just regular damage, which is just plain debris damage. You can have a fire, or you can have a leak. Those are the three damage types. And uh, when when the when the ship uh, when when the plane attacks a specific compartment, there's a uh, a penalty that will apply to you. Um, and then after you, after you assign your damage control teams and you get your bonuses and then you assign the plane that's attacking to the compartment, you get its minus and then you get the damage, um, to, uh, the, the target compartment and adjacent compartments. Then you go into the next phase, which is you roll D10s, Yahtzee style. So You get two rerolls. So you roll your d10s and you lock them into place. You get two rerolls, which you can reroll your detrimentals. So you get, um, you know, either bridge actions, which you can use to do different things, or you get your um, you can repair leaks, you can put out fires, you can, um, um shit uh you got your your 40 millimeter bofors. you got your five inch guns which you can use to 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 shoot down planes with and then above so six is a glancing hit then above six you get you know new leaks new fires and explosions and so once again if you like his uh historical games if you like single player games, I would highly recommend the U S Lappy. It's a wonderful game. It's beautiful all the way around. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't, don't have enough good
1: things to say about this game from 2021. Scott does love a game. He can play by himself. Uh, I, and you. I, will, uh, I saw you get this game. I saw you, you know, learning it. And I'll say this, it doesn't look like a really cool idea for a game. Um, I don't know if this game type. Uh, I'm assuming it's a, a type of game that's been around for a while, but the the concept of, you know, your board is basically the map of the ship and and rolling die, and it, it does look like a really interesting uh, concept for, you know, damage control. Yeah, um, it looks cool.
0: Yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it, it's that's all it is is damage control mitigation. Trying to get through. Um, the replayability is awesome. I've I've played it a lot. Um, I've won games. I've lost games. Um, there was even a game, and and this is one thing that I think is the pinnacle of 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 a good game. That like this is the litmus test of a good game. It's if it comes down to the wire. And I came. I played a game actually here recently uh, while I was traveling for Christmas. Uh, and I played a game where I had actually come down to the last plane of damage to be dealt to the ship and you know I destroyed the I destroyed the plane but it it dealt just enough damage to the ship that it 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 it, it created enough explosions and, and and everything and enough damage to where it blew my stern off So, literally, I lost the game on the very last round possible because of the way damage is mitigated and everything. So, it literally came down to the wire and I lost. And to me, that is just a beautiful aspect of the game. Um, When you come
1: down to the wire and you're like, shit. Yep. You know. Damn it. (laughs) The last thing I have left um, it's not from 2021 uh, but it is a game we play frequently and I do want to give it uh, not that we're doing like superlatives but I do want to genuinely give this game some love for being what I consider the most improved game of 2021 Uh, I'm talking about Marvel's The Avengers for PlayStation and Xbox Um, came out last year despite people on the interwebs declaring it dead Uh, it's not it's still going uh going pretty strong a lot of new content came out this year uh we got the war for wakanda expansion which added a whole new territory and black panther is a playable character uh spider-man if you're a playstation player just came out uh last month um he, he doesn't have a whole like dlc campaign but he is a playable character now um, they've incorporated, uh, they've, they've, put in a lot of, uh, MCU inspired skins for characters. Um, in general, they've done a really good job of listening to their fan base and as quickly as possible, delivering on what they can for that fan base. People will cry out for, oh, I, want, I want MCU skins. I want, I want my character to look like the guy from the movie because filthy casuals have to look like the guy from the movie. Um, I say that having like three of my characters right now, all have MCU skins, uh, but they did that. They, they, they're pumping them out pretty frequently. I think in the last like week, um, uh, Hawkeye already has a new skin uh straight off of the Hawkeye series. His new costume at the end of that show, they've already got that as a skin on the game. Uh, and, and uh, they just came out today with uh, another new black widow skin based on the black widow film. Uh, so th- they're listening to fans they're, they've, they've added things like um omega level omega threat level raids for um four player teams that are all maxed out uh to give people who've been playing for a long time more content the added the champion um skill uh, tree for people who are already maxed out to give them something to continue to 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 build for and to help grind out that character um they, and this is one thing I had to say that I really, really appreciate. Uh, they sort of tested it earlier with a, a limited event, uh, but it is fully incorporated in the game now. They have removed the restriction of um, one character per team. So if you've got a group of four people together and three of you all want to be Iron Man, you can have three Iron Men. Uh, th- that restriction has been lifted. Uh, which I think is how it always should have been from the start. I don't care about authenticity or blah, blah, blah. It's an Avengers game. It's fantasy fulfillment. Play whatever character you want. doesn't matter who's already on the team. Uh, There's enough skins and enough differences in how people play a character and how they set their uh, attributes and abilities for that character to incorporate more than one character on a team. It led to one of my favorite gaming moments uh, a couple weeks ago when – Myself and Scott and our long-lost host, Julian, who I swear is coming back at some point, um, and our buddy Bandy were playing. And at one point, I believe we were all Thor. Uh, Bandy might have stuck with Hawkeye, but there were at least three Thors. It was the Thor Corps, uh, Thunder Buddies for Life, th- the Thor Bros, uh, which was awesome. Because every time one of us would trigger the the lightning ability, it would, it would trigger everyone else's. It was awesome. Uh, just lightning everywhere. Uh, but my, my my pick for most improved game of 2021, um, and I am excited to see what 2022 will bring. Um, There's a lot of characters being teased, and we'll see who we get.
0: Well, at this point, you know, um, playing the Avengers, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to get as many Iron Man armors as I can.
1: Scott's got to have them all. I got to have them all. He found out I had one more Thor suit than he did Iron Man, and he had to go buy a new one.
0: Yeah, screw that shit. Yeah,
1: we cannot allow an Iron Man suit gap. Nope. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Those are my picks.
0: And there anything were... else, Scott? No, no. I think that's that's about it for my twenty twenty one gaming discoveries. I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't. I don't think any. Once again, the, the the call of Cthulhu rabbit hole has kind of usurped my. <laughs> plan
1: That's just your life now, Scott. You you live there now. I do. So yeah. Uh, very much looking forward to all the role play action. Uh, no, I was going to change that, but no, no, I meant what I said. I'm looking forward to all the role play action with Scott this next year. I'm just going to leave it at that. Can use your own imaginations. Uh so there you go. Our favorite games from the past year. Um, are there any I'm sure there are. What were your favorite games from 2020? Um and and sorry, from 2021. I forgot what year it is again. (laughs) What were your favorite games of this last year? What do you recommend we check out? Um, have you tried any we recommended? And if so, what did you think? Let us know. And until next time, this has been your weekly. Nerdler.